You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So I want you to really, really pay attention. Um, now, I want you <clears throat> to really listen carefully because um, there are things that you may not have considered, you may not have looked at. It has not come to your heart or mind that is going to come here. Just listen. Praise God. Okay. Now, there are some things you must not lose because they are very fundamental to what I am teaching, okay? Now, one of the things is that I told us that for there to be sickness or healing or health, it must be in or on the physical body, okay? So it is very fundamental to what we are teaching, that wherever you see sickness, it must be on a physical body. And whenever you see healing, it must also be on the physical body. So there cannot be the subject of sickness or healing without the physical body. Clear. All right. Now, we would have to go back to Genesis. Genesis 1 and 2, um, where we know that everything was perfect. There was no death. There was no sickness. There was no disease, etc. In Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, everything was perfect. Do we all agree? We all agree? Okay, good. Now, in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, there we had the instruction of what to eat and what not to eat. Okay, and um, as a matter of fact, Romans 5 makes us understand that it was not fruits and trees. Is that very clear? Yes. But they were all symbols. Right? Yeah, they were all symbols. So we got to understand that it was a problem of sin. What was the sin? Unbelief. Okay? So we know that um, Genesis was speaking to the tree of life, which has to do with the nature of God's life, God's immortality that is man was created to be in that image okay and then the tree of knowledge of good and evil which also represents man's awareness of self and being cut off from god is that very clear all right okay so we're going to go to genesis 3 17 to 19 and it is going to actually open us up to what happened after the fall? What happened after the fall? So after he had disobeyed, something happened. And so we're going to look at it in the light of what we are talking about. Yeah. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened and given heed to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree 
of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. The ground is under a curse because of you. So God did not curse them. You see, God didn't curse them. Because of their disobedience, the, the ground, the consequence of their disobedience brought, um, 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 took away the perfection of what the earth should be. Is that very clear? Okay. All right. So, in sorrow and toil, you shall eat of the fruit of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taking. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So we see that there's going to be sorrow, there's going to be pain as a result of what? Sin. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? Okay, good. Now, there's one thing you must look at. You can see that dust or the earth is synonymous to man's body. Both were put together, okay? Dust you are. So it's referring to the physical body. Is that very clear? And to the dust you shall return, which is the earth. Hello? Is that very clear? So in other words, in the effect of sin, the body stands alone. The body, the physical body stands alone. What it means is that it has a unique separation that one must notice. From dust you came and dust you will return. Is that very clear? So now, man will taste death upon disobedience. However, when God was making that statement, man was breathing. True or false? So man was breathing. So then it couldn't have been physical death. It means that it will be spiritual death. Is that clear? As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> Adam still lived over 900 years and yet he was dead. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now, so death literally means something that does not what? Exist. Okay. So man was in the physical body, yet he was dead, yet he was breathing. Does that make sense? I told you last week that imagine Jesus coming to you and says, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Meanwhile, you are breathing. So what life? It can't be physical life. Is that clear? Yeah. All right. And it can be a lifestyle, okay, of having so much, okay? Look at John 17, 3. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with and understand. You, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed Messiah whom you have sent. So eternal life brings insight. This life is the life that makes you know God for you. Are you getting the point? And you begin to live in his image. So as a matter of fact, he was talking about spiritual realities. Is that very clear? 
Okay, look at John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, before all time was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Without the word was nothing made that was made. Okay, he said he was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. Without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Watch, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. Are you getting the point now? Yes. So what man lost was the real life, which gives man the light to know God. Are you getting it? The light to know God, the light to understand God, the light to walk in the image of God. Is that clear? Okay. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it or put it out or absorbed or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. So now he makes a difference, okay, between the unbeliever and what? The believer. And the difference is not their physical body. The difference is the life that is of God. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Okay. Look at Ephesians 2, 5. Even when we were dead, in other words, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. So you can see that the deadness of man goes beyond the physical body. Oh, hello. Is that very clear? And he's talking about the union with God that makes all the difference. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? I'm coming to something, so I want you to pay attention. Follow me. Now, look at what he said. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. So this is what life entails. The very life of Christ himself, which we carry now as believers. Okay? All right. Watch this. The same new life which he quickened him, for it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Oh, praise God. So you see, deadness in trespasses and sins can be physical death. Physical death, therefore, is only a child or a fruit of spiritual death. Clear? Is everybody clear? Okay. Look at Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and giving a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So if the gift of righteousness is union with God, then reign of death is separation from God. Is that very clear? If union is peace with God, righteousness is peace with God, is union with God, then what it means is that when we say death is reigning, then it means that one is separated from God and they are not in union with God. And you know, that's why Jesus shouted on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Okay, just like it happened to Adam in the garden of Eden. All right, so the resultant effect, therefore, 
of man's death is that the body of man became a servant to what had happened to his spirit and soul. Should I say it again? The resultant effect, therefore, of man's death, man's spiritual death, man's separation from God is that the physical body of man became a servant to what had happened to his spirit and soul. So you see, man's physical body therefore became the home, the dwelling of death. Man's physical body became a slave of death. Are you following? Yeah. Are we all following? Does that make sense? Okay. Now, that's why the first person who died, Abel, if his physical body was not subject to death, nothing would have happened to him, no matter what Cain did. Hello? True or false? <laughs> so, Cain only revealed the physical vulnerability of all humans to death. It was Cain who made us know what has happened to man and what has happened to his physical what? body. That's why I said you have to really follow, okay? As I, I yes, take you through, get the thought uh, pattern very clear, okay? Cain only revealed the physical vulnerability of all humans to death. Yes, he, by Abel's death, he make us know that man's physical body, I get to the point, has suffered from the fall. So, so that was when they would come to the realization of the way it will be. Otherwise, they wouldn't have known. And don't you realize that even Adam, who sinned, lived more than Abel. Why didn't Adam die? Because nobody killed him. If somebody had tortured his body, or done something to his physical body, he would have died too. <laughs> Is that very clear? Okay. All right. So it was there that we realized that the human body, because of man's separation in his spirit, has lost the immortal life of God. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. And then also in Cain, we saw man's sinful nature and the wickedness of man. Very important. Because that's the law of first mention. Okay? It was the first time that we saw evil character revealed after the fall. So we saw the consequences and the result of man's sin. How man's conscience has been affected. Are you getting the point? And how man's body, physical body, has suffered death. So now they can understand that you are. And that you will go because the physical body has become vulnerable. Is that very clear? Okay. Okay. And, and, and it's one of the reasons why you must understand why Jesus' body was different. Because Jesus didn't come through what? The Adamic nature. Are you getting it? You're going to see something important here. So look at John 10, 18. Look at John 10, 18. No one takes it away from me. On the contrary, I lay it down voluntarily. I put it from myself. I'm authorized and have power to lay it down, to resign it. 
and I am authorized and have power to take it back again. These are the instructions, orders, which I have received as my charge for my father. Can you see Jesus' body? So Jesus says, unlike Abel, I choose to lay my body down. How did he do that? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's when. Is that very clear? No. Is that very clear? He put it what? Down. Because he was sinless. That's the first. He didn't come from any. All his choices were in the will of the father. Till he went to the cross, which was also in the will of the father. But he took it. He, he took the earthly flesh because of us by choice so he can save us. Praise God. So now the, his physical body now was subject to death. That's why he died. That's what sin does to the body. So it means that without sin, which is unbelief, the body would have lived forever. The earth would not have suffered what is suffering now. That's why dust you came from and dust you shall go. So both the physical body and the earth suffered mortality, including all creation. Look at Genesis 5, 6. So when Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. So you see, the moment Adam saw Abel's death, he would have known straight away that it will happen to his body too. <laughs> Is that very clear? Oh, does that make sense? So now everybody can see that, hey, Agbo Kemba. <laughs> Eh, we are dying to come. Are you getting that? So, if you look at Genesis 5, 3. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness. After his image, and he named himself. So, man is no more after the image of God. Man is now after the image of man. <laughs> Okay, that's why he called Seth, called the son Enosh, which means death, frail. Now they have come to the realization that man will die. Man is frail. Okay, like I said, if you follow carefully, you follow carefully, sickness will never have dominion over you. Yeah, just follow. Yeah. You command it one time, pow, it won't have a place. I'm telling you, I've already started hear, hearing a lot of testimonies. Yeah. You know, so just listen. When you get understanding, listen very carefully, you take control. That's what understanding gives you. Yeah. So whatever Moses saw that Moses was actually speaking about, definitely would have been their physical body. Clear. Uh-huh. It would have been their physical body. Okay. So it's quite clear that Adam could now see the difference in the body. Okay? And it's not difficult to know that man has now adjusted to the fall. Okay? Yeah. Is that very clear? Yes. All right. So if we speak in spiritual terms, we can agree that the body or man's body was dead from the garden. Is that very clear? Okay? That's why... We can also see clearly that when Jesus was, I mean, born, 
His body was like Adam's body when he was what? Created. Come again. Yes, before the fall. Before the fall. Yes. 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 And don't worry, when I'm done, you'd, you understand. You could touch it, but it was still a spiritual body. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Take your time. Okay. So his body did not come from the first Adam. It's called an incarnation. Claire. Oh, Claire. So it's not like Seth. Okay. He was after the image of his father, Adam. No. Jesus was after the image of his heavenly father. Is that very clear? <laughs> okay. And that's why, that's what, that's the meaning of incarnation. Okay. Is that very clear? Do we all understand? Yeah. Okay. Incarnation means he didn't come from man. <laughs> didn't come from man. Okay. So if you ask me, okay, so where did he get the blood? Where did Adam get blood? <laughs> Praise God. Okay. So, 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 I think things are being clear. Very clear here. Okay. Look at Isaiah 7.14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a young woman who is unmarried and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Okay? All right. Hence, Jesus comes in as the second Adam. That scripture calls him the Lord of heaven. Is that very clear? He was not the Lord of what? The earth. He was the Lord of heaven. Because he didn't come from the Adamic nature. So he had to give his body away for it to be subject to death. Is that very clear? Hmm? Yeah. And medically, we know that it is the male that begats, that gives birth. Although they are not the ones carrying the pregnancy. But the seed is, is the male. So the Father or the Holy Spirit became what? The seed of God, the male. Are you get to produce the incarnate? Are you getting the point? So nobody can say that Jesus' body has suffered the fall. No. And that's why he can be the sinless sacrifice. Is that very clear? Yes. Qualifies for Leviticus, the atonement. With a high priest. Is that very clear? If the body of man suffered that vulnerability and is subject to death, then Jesus wouldn't have been qualified if he came from the Adamic nature. Simple. Is that very clear? Okay, good. First Timothy 3.16 And great and important and weighty, we confess, is the hidden truth, the mystic secret. Of godliness. He, God, was made visible in human flesh, justified and vindicated in the Holy Spirit, was seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. All right? So, though he was human, he didn't take the blood from Adam. Is that very clear? Yeah. So that's why John 1, 14, will say what he said. And the word became flesh, human incarnate. Okay? And tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh 
lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty. Watch it. Such glory as an only begotten son, the prototokos, the prototype. Is that very clear? That's why he said, receives from his father, not receive from what? Men. Is that very clear? Okay. This is what the Muslims don't understand. But if you can take them through this, you'll come to good understanding. Clear? Yeah. Hebrews 10, 7 to 13. Then I said, behold, here I am coming to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book. When he said just before, you have neither desired nor have you taken delight in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, all of which are offered according to the law. He then went on to say, behold, here I am coming to do your will. Thus, he does away with the annals, the first, in other words, former order. Did you get it? Did you get it? As a means of expiating sin so that he might inaugurate and establish the second, the latter order. Praise God. And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sacrificed through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Praise God. Furthermore, every human priest stands at his altar of service, ministering daily, offering the same sacrifices over and over again, which never are able to strip from every side of us the sins that envelop us and take them away. Whereas this one, Christ, after he had offered a single sacrifice for our sins, that shall avail for all time, sat down, sat down at the right hand of God, then to wait until his enemies should be made a stool beneath his feet. Praise God. So watch the last statement. Jesus did the work. Jesus finished the work. Oh, hello? Are you getting the point? But look at the last statement. 13, go. Everybody go. Then to wait until his enemies should be made a stool beneath what? So until the redemption, he didn't have our kind of body, which was affected by the fall. Is that very clear? It was miraculous and it was prepared for him. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? So he offered just a single word, sacrifice. He was different from the high priest of the Old Testament. He was different from the human race. He was of the God race. Is that very clear? Clear. Okay. And so that was the part of the sufferings of Jesus. The fact that he had to submit his body unto mortality. He had to die. And he made a willful choice for God to be separated from him. Which different from Adam's. Because it was Adam who willfully separated from God. So it's the opposite. <laughs> Is that very clear? Yes, good. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. 47 to 49. All of these 
is making, making us understand the body of the Christ. Is that very clear? Okay. The first man was from out of earth, made of dust, earthly minded. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven. Is that very clear? Now, those who are made of the dust are like him, who was first made of the dust, earthly minded. Is that very clear? And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven, in other words, heavenly minded. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, so shall we also let us bear the image of the man of heaven. Oh, praise God. So, write it down. It is quite clear that the body of man is a reflection, therefore, of his spirit from creation. The body of man is a reflection of his spirit from creation. And this clearly shows us, okay, it emphasizes all that I've been saying. That the sacrifice of Jesus was for what? Sin. <laughs> His body suffered because of what? Sin. Because of sin, he willfully gave up. Are you getting the point? His body and separated from God. It was not because of sickness. It was because of sin. Praise God. We didn't find any justification whatsoever that his sufferings were for sickness. Have we seen anything like that? No. So we have evidence. He bore sin. He became sin. He was spiritually dead. Never ever that he suffered physical sickness. Hey, clear. Yeah, okay. So you must understand that we are dealing with physical word healing. You know that? You know that? Okay. And we said that physical healing must be evident in what? the body. You see, I keep repeating it. And it's the reason why we're looking at what? The body of Jesus. Is that very clear? Eh? Okay, good. Okay. Now, we are putting things in perspective so we can understand why and how divine healing is available and on what basis. Write it down. These are things that you do that helps you, okay, to, to navigate your thoughts, right? Just this will help you to move, okay? It's, it's like a, a bridge that will help you understand where we are going. So if sickness came by sin, then it was a suffering for sickness that would be extreme. If sickness came by sin, are you getting a point? If sickness came by sin, then saying that Jesus suffered, for sickness will be extreme. Okay. We can say that Jesus' suffering for sin makes divine healing available. We can say that Jesus' suffering for sin makes divine healing what? Available. But he didn't suffer because of sickness. Okay? Remember Hebrews 8.12. Their sins and their lawless deeds I'll remember no more. He didn't say their sicknesses and diseases. Okay? So when it comes to forgiveness, we are forgiving. And it will never, sin will never stand in the way of man and God eternally. No matter how he feels, no matter how he's seen or called, it is an eternal concept. It cannot be altered. 
He cannot. Okay? So, just like we have done, looking at Isaiah 53 and Psalm 110, we can clearly see that they carry the weight. We'll come to Psalm 110 verse 1. Don't worry. But you can see that they carry the weight of revelation of Christ's redemptive work. Is that clear? On the cross. Is that clear? And so your understanding to them will really solidify your understanding to how sin has been taken care of forever and what? Ever. So as a believer, you must never see sin as a stumbling block anymore. And you must also not make sure that you don't allow sin to have dominion over what? You. It's in two ways. Is that very clear? Okay. So, the question is this. What now happens to man's body after redemption? After the work of redemption, what happened to the physical body of man? (laughs) And since we know now that the lenses of the believer is in the epistles, if it was said by the prophets and it was written in the Old Testament, we will find its fulfillment in the New and its explanation in the epistles. Clear? Okay. For instance, we are called the temple of God based on what he has done. Is that clear? Is that clear? Okay. So it is an attestation of the fact that there was something that happened. Clear? So we have to look into it. Hello? All right. Luke 24, 37. So this has to do with when Jesus was raised from the dead. Eh? Okay? And he has subjected his body to death. On the third day, he came to them. Right? Okay. When their eyes were instantly opened, they clearly recognized him. And he vanished. Departed invincibly. Invisibly. Did you see that? Did you see that? What did he do? He vanished. Can you see that his body has changed? (laughs) And did you realize that they needed a spiritual eye to recognize him? When their eyes were what? Opened. (laughs) So this was somebody they already what? Knew. But their their eyes had to be opened before they recognized him. Which tells you that something has what? Changed. Definitely. He took back the same body, but it has changed. Now, he can do certain things, and he doesn't look like they knew him. And you, you, you're going to see something. Look at, oh, I read 31. Sorry. So, it was 31. Let's look at 37 down. But they were startled and terrified that they thought they saw a spirit. Did you realize that? And he said to them, why are you disturbed and troubled? And why do such doubts and questionings arise in your heart? See my hands and my feet. That is I myself. Feel and handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones. So he was still a human being. But a different human being. Hey, are you getting a point? Yeah. Not of Adam's kind. 
And he was exhibiting certain features that you will not see in the Adamic nature. Okay? How do we know it was the same body? Check my hands and my feet. So it was not another body. It was the same body. But something has happened to that body. Are you getting the point? Is that very clear? You can call it glorified body. Is that very clear? Okay. Watch this. And when he has said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And when he has said this, how did I do it twice? And while, and while things, they still could not believe it for sheer joy and what? Marveled, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it before them. Can you see he's showing us how man would have been without a fall? He's eating, but with an immortal word, body, which is still a human being. Is that clear? <laughs> John 21, 7 to 14. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Simon Peter hearing him say that it was the Lord. Put, in other words, gathered on his upper garment, his fisherman's coat, his outer tunic, for he was stripped for work and sprang into the sea. And the other disciples came in the small boat, for they were not far from shore, only some hundred yards away, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out of the, on the land, in other words, the beach, they saw a fire of coals there. And fish lying on it, cooking and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. So Simon, Peter went aboard, hauled the net to land full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many of them, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. But none of the disciples ventured or dared to ask him, who are you? Oh, hello. Can you realize that? Because they well knew that it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so also with the fish. This now was the third time that, watch the statement. This now was the third time that Jesus revealed himself. In other words, appeared appeared. It's in reference to the kind of body he has. He appears. You realize that when they were in the room, he passed through the door. <laughs> Praise God. He passed through the door. So, he keeps appearing to them and disappearing. Okay? And check this. Did you realize that after his resurrection, he chose the people he appeared to. Because not everybody will be able to see him. Do you understand it now? He opened their eyes before they what? Joy. Are you getting it? Look at Acts 1.3. To them also he showed himself alive after his passion. In other words, his suffering in the garden and on the cross. By a series of many convincing demonstrations, unquestionable evidences and infallible proofs. 
appearing to them during 40 days and talking to them about the things of the kingdom of God. Praise God. <laughs> First Corinthians 15, 5 to 7. And also that he appeared to save us. In other words, Peter, then to the 12. Then later, he showed himself to more than 500 brethren at one time. The majority of whom are still alive. But some have fallen asleep in death. Afterward, he was seen by James. Then by all the apostles, the special messengers. So he didn't appear to everybody. John 20, 30. There are also many other signs and miracles which Jesus performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. So John was referring to after his resurrection. Are you getting the point? Eh, Claire? He, in the presence of what? His apostles. Okay. So he showed them his humanity. Common things we do in the body. He was walking. He was talking. He was eating. He was touching. Yet not subject to death. He is alive in that body forevermore. <laughs> so it tells you that eating doesn't necessarily make one subject to death. It tells you what the fall did to the human body. Don't forget, God asked Adam to eat every tree before the fall, before death came. That one was not figurative. That one was not figurative. When he said that every tree was good, eh? no, for, for food, not, not, not pleasant to the eyes, for, for food, that they should eat of every tree and then told them not to eat of the tree of knowledge. So the first one he told them to eat was not figurative. That was before the fall. So man actually was going to be eating, but it doesn't make him subject to death. Do you get it? Listen to me. Our faith is not a fiction. <laughs> It's not a fiction. It's not a fiction. It's not a fiction. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 16 to 20. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is mere delusion, futile, fruitless. And you are still in your sins, under the control and penalty of sin. And further, those who have died in spiritual fellowship and union with Christ have perished, are lost. If we, if we who are abiding in Christ have hope only in this life and that is all, then we are all of all people most miserable and to be pitied. But the fact that Christ, the Messiah, has been raised from the dead and he became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in death. Praise God. Does that make sense now? The first fruit, the prototype in his resurrection. The prototype of his physical what? Body. Okay? All right. So, what happened to his body after resurrection can only happen to us when we are raised from what? The dead. His body, though physical, natural, was immortal. Are you getting the point? Why? Because of the spirit's 
resultant effect on what? The body. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? So, the spirit's resultant effect is now showing on what? His body. After resurrection. So, that's actually what man lost. If man had chosen life, that's how man would have been. <laughs> and there wouldn't have been a place for sickness. Praise God. Yes. So you, you remember how he went to heaven? John 20, 17. You remember when he says, Mary Magdalene should not hold him down and that he has not finished his business and that he's going. So it is with that same body that he did what? He went to show himself to what? The father. Is that very clear? Look at Mark 16, 14. Afterward, he appeared to the 11 apostles themselves. So they keep using the word what? Appeared. As they reclined at table, and he reproved and reproached them for their unbelief, their lack of faith, and their hardness of heart. It's one of the things I'll be speaking about later this year, next year. Believers can have hardness of what? Heart. Yes. Yeah. Because they had refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him attentively after he had risen from the dead. Luke 24, 51. And behold, I will send forth upon you what my father has promised, but remain in the city Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he conducted them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he invoked a blessing on them. And it occurred that while he was blessing them, watch this, he parted from them and was taken up into heaven. He went with the same body. The same body. Look at Acts 1, 9 to 11. And when he has said this, even as they were looking at him, he was caught up and a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. And while they were gazing intently into heaven as he went, behold, two men dressed in white robes suddenly stood beside them who said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, who was caught away and lifted up from among you into the heaven, will return. Watch, in just the same way in which you saw him go into heaven. Where is the ambiguity? <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to look into now our body. And that is where physical healing will now come in. How to receive it and how to minister it. Before his death, burial, resurrection, he had an incarnate body, but he did not exhibit the features of what he exhibited after his death, burial, resurrection. So whatever he was showing, he was showing us what the resurrected body would do and what the immortality of man meant from the beginning <laughs> and how we shall be. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you want to pray? Yeah. You know the prayer you should pray? May the Lord solidify your understanding. Yeah. May he cement your understanding. Grace, glorious grace. 
Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Rev. Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living heaven on earth Come.